Hi, and welcome to the Improve Fitness Podcast with me, Nikki Perry. My mission is to empower and equip you to live a healthier and happier life with the knowledge and skills behind you to make well-informed decisions that align with your own values and goals. Why not check out my website at nprovefitness.co.uk for information on the wide variety of services I offer to help people succeed on their journey. Or if you just want some unbiased, practical information that you can apply to your life today, then click follow on this podcast and stay up to date with my latest episodes. And while there, please share the podcast to your friends and family so I can succeed in my mission to help as many people as possible have a really healthy relationship with their own body and mind. And now it's time to start our episode. Welcome to today's podcast where we're going to be looking at is exercise good for fat loss? So a little bit of a background to this one um, is that I get a lot of inquiries from people um, wanting personal training, wanting to start coming to exercise classes uh, that have got a number one goal of fat loss. And sometimes they can be a little shocked when my response to them Um, is often suggesting something a little bit different. That's the number one goal. Now, that's not to say I don't want them to come to personal training. That's I don't want them to come to exercise classes. But I think it's always important for me and my integrity as a coach to be honest with them up front. So instead of repeating the same thing time and time again to clients every day, I thought I would record a podcast for you to understand why I sometimes respond in the way I do in regards to people wanting fat loss. So I'm just going to recap something that I probably say every single podcast, but for you to understand this uh, podcast, you need to understand the fundamentals. So when we are looking at fat loss, what we are really talking about is our body needing to burn more calories than we're consuming. So that is called a calorie deficit. So we eat our calories through food and through drink. So that is our calories in and we expel our calories um, in a numerous different ways that I talk about. And that's our calories out. So for people to lose body fat, we basically need to get ourselves into a calorie deficit where there is not enough calories being consumed in our body to function. So what our body does is it goes to our stored energy, our stored calories, which the majority of which are in our fat cells, takes some stored energy out of there, uses it obviously for whatever bodily function it needs to do. And so our body fat percentage will obviously amount will come down. So that's the kind of basics. Now, exercise is a method of burning calories. So when we look at how many calories our body burns during the day, there's four different things that we look at. Um, I have done a whole podcast on this if you want to go back near the start, I think, of my first ones. There is your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. That is your calories that your body burns at rest. So if you never got up in the morning, you stayed in bed, you didn't eat, you didn't drink, you didn't go for a wee, nothing that's basically going to be your basal metabolic rate. Once you do start eating, you're going to have something called TEF, which is your thermic effect of food. Um, So basically when you eat, it takes energy to actually process and digest that food. So you will be burning some of the calories that you're kind of equally consuming at the same time. So um, depending on the types of food you eat and the amount of food you eat um, will vary how much TEF you have. The other two things that then make up the amount of calories you burn um, is non-exercise activity thermogenesis and 
exercise activity thermogenesis. Now, the only real difference between these is one, we kind of turn on as planned exercise. So that's your eat, your exercise activity thermogenesis, thermogenesis. And the neat one covers a lot broader things. So it could be you taking your dogs for a walk, um, but you might say, well, that's also exercise. And it doesn't really matter which camp you put that in. Um, but it's also you just moving around your house, walking up the stairs, doing the cooking, doing the cleaning, um, even fidgeting, picking up the TV control, all that stuff where your body is moving is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. For the sake of kind of just putting things into brackets, when we call eat the exercise activity thermogenesis, we're really talking about going to a fitness class or going and doing a gym workout, um, that type of thing. Um, now, over the whole day, um, the exercise section, if you've exercised on that day, and we'll talk about that later, you're probably looking at 5 to 10, 10% of your calorie burn. So there is a lot more going into your calorie expenditure during the day than just exercise. And that's something to good to keep in mind. Okay, so let's move on. I'm going to start with the positives. So why is exercise good for fat loss? Because I'm not going to sit there and say it isn't. Um, I just want to, you to understand the reasons. So number one, calories are burnt during exercise. So when we are looking at this calorie balance and we need to burn more calories than we are eating, exercise can definitely play a big role in that. The more you exercise, the more calories you're going to burn. Now, different types of exercise will burn different amounts of calories. Some will burn more calories during the exercise session and nothing afterwards. Some will burn fewer calories during the exercise session, but burn more calories afterwards. And I'll touch on that later. But there is no way you can exercise without burning some calories. So you are definitely going to increase your daily expenditure or should I say your energy expenditure during the exercise session. So that's one benefit, definitely. Number two, then what else can it do? So as a kind of byproduct, if you exercise and you do get fitter and you do get stronger and your cardiovascular system does improve, that's going to help equip your body to be able to do more in the future. So with that increase in fitness levels, it might then increase the amount of energy you expend doing other things. So if you now improve your fitness levels that you can comfortably go for walks, that you might now choose to park further away, um, that you might take up a new job that's more physically active, you might take on more hobbies that are more physically active. As a byproduct to exercising, you might then increase your NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis during the day as well, which obviously is going to then increase our calorie expenditure, hopefully then getting that deficit for fat loss. Um, number three, um, as I touched on a moment ago, burning calories during an exercise session is only one way that um, calories are increased. There is also something called the afterburn effect. So most types of exercise um, use oxygen as a way of um, getting energy from your system. So there's a lot of kind of... Um, biological processes going on to turn stored energy into usable energy oxygen is used for that and to replenish those oxygen stores um, you can get an increased elevated calorie burn for up to two days afterwards um, and that's particularly around strength training and particularly around hit training which is high intensity interval training 
Um, I will touch on that a little bit later again. So I said, so you can have this afterburn effect um, increasing your calories. Now, if you do um, progressive strength training and you are building muscle um, on your body, you can also see an increase in your basal metabolic rate. So if you can remember, that's the one I was saying, like if you just got up, I say got up, woke up, but stayed in bed all day long, didn't eat, didn't drink, didn't go for a wee, didn't do anything. The amount of calories that you burn in that section, which can be nearly 50% of your daily um, calorie expenditure, that can actually increase. And that's because your muscles are metabolic. So your muscles need energy every day to sustain themselves. So if you've got more muscle on your body, your body then needs to burn more calories to keep that muscle there. So when we're looking at a calorie balance, more muscle means more calories getting used on a day. Now, a little side note to that one. This has been over, what's the word, stretched in previous years. Um, in the industry, really, as a bit of a kind of big selling technique because everything in life seems to be about marketing and sales. So they kind of find one point and exaggerate it to the nth degree to get their point proven. Straight training is amazing. It does increase your BMR. But if you're talking significant, noticeable fat gain or fat loss, it probably isn't the amount of muscle you have. Okay. Um, but it's definitely going to help. So don't not do it, but because of that reason, but equally don't expect a little bit of extra muscle to suddenly double the amount of food you can eat on a day. Um, the other really good thing that sometimes happens if people exercise, which can impact fat loss, and I said this is indirect really, is the positive choices it can make on their wider health and nutrition. So often people, if they're kind of working hard in the gym and kind of really pushing themselves, that naturally makes them make more positive choices towards their nutrition, either because it keeps their mind on kind of the long-term goal. If they're exercising, they don't really want to ruin it by suddenly going to eat loads of other, I'm going to use the word crappy food, but I don't believe any foods are crap, but you know what I mean. They, they, you kind of make a positive choice in regards to what food you're eating. Um, sometimes you make a positive choice because if you kind of get quite into nutrition and understand kind of how food is basically fuel, um, people can choose um, more nutritional foods because they want to fuel the way to be better at exercising. So if you want to recover well from an exercise session, be ready to go tomorrow, you probably are focusing a lot more on getting a lot of lean proteins in, um, getting lots of vegetables in, lots of nutrients in, um, that type of thing. So it can kind of have an indirect positive impact on people's nutritional um, intake and that in itself can then also maybe even reduce the calories people are eating or choosing calories that make them better at exercise and then you kind of go around full circle again that if they're if they're well energized they're probably going to burn more calories because they're probably going to push themselves harder in exercise class etc etc okay so that is all the kind of top headline reasons for why exercise is good for fat loss so we're looking good really it's going to burn calories during the session it's going to burn calories after the session hopefully the added muscle is going to increase your bmr um and hopefully it's going to make you make some really positive choices in regards to your food choices alongside it now let's move now on to the negatives and these are the things that i will more often need to pinpoint to people especially if they feel like they're exercising absolutely loads and getting absolutely nowhere with their fat loss results so the first one is, and this really comes down to a lot of behavioural kind of psychological side of things in regards to how you view things, is a lot of people 
overestimate how many calories they burn in a workout. Now that might be them themselves, or it might be that they've got a lovely watch on their wrist that's telling them they've burnt so many calories. Um, it might be there's a marketing poster for a fitness class they've been doing, and it says you can burn over 600 calories. And I say that from a very personal thing, because I used to be a spinning instructor, and the amount of times that I've seen leisure centres and gyms advertise that spinning can burn over 600 calories um, is crazy. And <laughs> there might be a very small handful of the population that in 35, 40 minutes can burn that many calories in spinning, um, but it's definitely not for everyone. And the reason those calories won't be the same for everyone is a lot to do with your body size and your fitness levels already. So if you are a 20 stone man, six foot four, big, stocky, heavy to move, exercise can be hard. You've got a lot more mass to move. It takes a lot more energy to move that mass. Your calorie burn will there be higher because it's just science. You need more energy to move your body. Um, if you were half the size, maybe a petite female, not that high a body fat percentage, your body's quite light. It doesn't take that much effort to move. Um, so just turning your legs on the bike isn't actually going to take that much effort. And that leads on to the other thing, obviously, depending on how much effort you put in. Now, I very much know, having been an instructor in spinning classes for many, many years, people work at very, very, very different levels. Um, and I'm not even talking about the level that you set your bike at. I'm talking about the actual perceived Effort. So some could easily probably have a chat to their mate next to them at, throughout the whole class. Some of them are holding themselves up right from just about passing out because they exert so much energy. And your body is very good at being efficient. So it will often work as little as possible to get the result. So if you're the type of person that doesn't mentally push that hard, your body's not going to physically push any harder than it has to. Hence the calorie difference. So I said, so that's the first thing. Now, why is that important? Well, if there's this inconsistencies in regards to how many calories you're burning, that then can have an impact in regards to what you do later in the day in regards to your food choices and also in regards to your calorie balance. So if you think you're burning 500 calories in an exercise class, but you're actually only burning 300 calories in an exercise class, and actually next week it might be 250 and then the next week it might be 350, if you're trying to physically create a calorie deficit um, to lose body fat, you've got this kind of number that's going up and down a lot. And I said, there's a lot that goes into that inconsistency. Um, the next thing that can be quite negative in regards to exercising is actually people over-exercising. So less, no, more, I get my words out, is not always better when it comes to exercise. So exercising puts a lot of stress on the body and stress is said itself is not bad. It's a way our bodies kind of rebuild stronger for then if there's another stress that gets trapped on the body. But if you don't give your body time to recover from whether this is a high cardio session or a high strength based session, if you don't let your body recover, your body is not going to get stronger, it's not going to get fitter, it's not going to be more prepared for the next time you challenge it. So at best, you'll probably stay stagnant in your progress. Um, at worst, you can actually lose fitness ability, lose strength as well. So what that can then mean when we're looking at this kind of energy balance is that you might burn less calories due exercise because your body's fatigued. It might be you lose muscle, so then you don't have your higher BMR rate. But also, 
if you are at a heightened state of stress the whole time, and I'm not talking stress as in my job's hard work today, stress or I've fallen out with the husband today, stress. I'm talking about physical stress that your body feels when it's it's been challenged, which I said is a normal thing. But if you're always at this heightened level of stress, the hormonal change in your body can actually hold on to body fat. And it's a kind of historic natural process our body does. Our body was designed for people that didn't have food surrounded surrounding them the whole time um ancestors and generations gone by could have maybe had to go several days without food um and obviously they go through a lot of tough challenges and body fat is a stored energy and our body if it knows it's in a state of stress that kind of fight or flight mechanism that it's got is preparing itself to have to fight or have to flight so it wants energy so it actually can hold on to body fat now what it really does then, it will hold on to body fat by decreasing your energy expenditure on other things. So you might find your brain function is not so good. It might be you just want to rest more. You might be more tired more because your body's not releasing the body fat, but equally it can't do everything you're giving your body to do. So you will then get negative effects in other areas of your functions instead. Complicated. I know. Sorry about that. Keeping on that theme. What also can happen if you exercise a lot is other things are negatively impacted. So if you have a hard exercise session, you come home, you're knackered from it. What you can often see then is our non-exercise activity thermogenesis going down. Now, either that's a conscious or a subconscious thing. So if your body is tired from a hard exercise session, it probably isn't going to want to stand around and do the chores in the house or maybe run around and play with the kids afterwards in the garden or whatever it might be. And so you're actually then going to be burning less calories compared to normal or maybe not ex- days that you don't exercise for your NEAT. Um, and the other thing that can also affect your NEAT is if you, let's say, used to go for lots of walks or you're just always generally active, never really sat down very much. And now you're taking an hour or two hours a day in a gym environment. You're basically just switching how you spent your time from NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, to EAT, exercise activity thermogenesis. So there might be a bit of an increase. So you might burn more calories in the exercise class for an hour, hour and a half, however long you're going to the gym for, compared to if you were doing the housework, if you were playing with the kids, if you were out for a dog walk, whatever it might be. But it's not going to be the same amount. So if you're saying you're burning 500 calories in your spending class, it obviously isn't, but let's say it was, and you think, brilliant, I've now created another 500 calories of energy expenditure today. But normally you'd spend that, hour of your time doing something else that still burnt 250 calories of energy you've now only increased it by 250 hopefully that makes sense so i said that actual physical time of your day of what you normally do in that time period just doing more exercise is going to obviously impact what else you were doing at that time hope you're still with me okay the other big negative in regards to exercise for fat loss is the behavioural change that it makes on your hunger. So you will generally, after some types of exercise, feel hungrier. And that depends on the type of exercise and the energy source that's been used for it. So if you've done a kind of moderate, gentle, cardio-based... I say moderate and gentle. It can still feel hard to you, but we're talking like if you could sustain it for an hour, kind of that mid-range cardio... The type of energy your body's used for that involves a lot of glycogen, which is carbohydrates. So 
if you've depleted your glycogen stores to be used as energy to get you through that workout, your body's quite clever and it tries to pull itself back to its beginning point. So it's going to signal to your brain, I need some carbohydrates. Now, people can very, very, very easily consume more than they actually need because those hunger pangs that get sent to your brain don't say, oh, I just need 100 calories, please. They just say, give me some energy. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Most people will then probably eat easily double that, maybe triple that. Um, so the calories that you burn in the exercise session can very, very quickly be wiped out by overconsuming afterwards. Okay. Now, obviously, you are allowed to eat around exercise. I'm not going to say you have to starve yourself. But for people like me, and I said, I'm not trying to lose fat at the moment, so we're fine here. If I exercise in the morning, some people, which I can't understand how you can do this, my body won't allow it, will do what's often known as fasted cardio or a fasted workout. In reality, that basically means you skip breakfast or you delay breakfast, you do your workout, you have breakfast. Then there's other people like me who basically can't function if they don't have breakfast as soon as they wake up. So I eat breakfast, I do a workout, and then half an hour later, my body's telling me I want to eat, I'm hungry again. So if I listen to my body <laughs> and I eat, what really happens is I've then had double breakfast, which I love, I'm a big fan of double breakfast. <laughs> but as I said, I'm not on a fat loss <laughs> mission at the moment. Um, so I end up having double breakfast, there's double the calories. That then means, again, if I was exercising purely to lose or to burn calories, I have very easily probably then eaten them back within about half an hour of exercising. So the behavioural implications of exercising and the hunger that is attached to it can be obviously very negative. And I remember watching a documentary, and I can't even think who it was, what the real reason of it was, but they did follow... I think it was an exercise-based documentary. Um, but they followed a load of runners that were training for different length um, runs. So some were doing like, I think, 5K, some 10K, some half marathons, some marathons. And a lot of people went into the, ha- into the half and the full marathons with a kind of intention behind it as they thought they were going to lose a lot of weight through the training. Thinking, well, I'm going out for two-hour runs, three-hour runs, I'm doing four runs a week, all this stuff. Um, and I actually found the longer the run, the less body fat they lost. And they put it very much down to the increased hunger. So those that were doing a lot of really long distance running, they had a lot more hunger um, following runs. And they very easily were overeating calories compared to what they would have done if they hadn't gone for a run. And it was actually wiping out all those calories that they had burned during the runs themselves. So um, although it's obviously marathon training is really good for getting you very good at endurance running it's definitely not very good at keeping um your hunger at bay now you might be sat there thinking well yeah but most professional marathon runners are very thin and they are but they also are probably running at a moderate pace they're, they're challenging their bodies a lot harder they in they're basically sprinting a marathon um and also they generally have dietitians around and your bodies will generally adapt to the discipline. So your body would want to make it as small as possible to be good at running. And for professional athletes, they'd be very tuned in to actually they eat what their body needs for fuel, not when their body tells them they're hungry. So don't associate the two things together, okay? 
Joe Public thinking they're just going to eat intuitively and exercise and think it's going to magically work often doesn't happen. Elite athletes are a very different thing. Okay, so that is my last like big downside of exercising for fat loss. So just to conclude it all and kind of wrap up a little few things here, okay? So I said a few times that um, different types of exercise do different things, and this is very important, okay? So I'm not going to get into the scientificness of it. One, because I'm useless at remembering names of things. (laughs) I know how it works, but trying to get me to repeat all these biological names I'm useless at. Um, But also because it will generally go over your head. But what I want you to remember this is... You might well have heard something called a fat burning zone. So if you go on any type of cardio equipment at the gym, there's often a nice big button that you can push and it says fat burning zone. And most new people to the gym that generally go in with a bit of a weight loss kind of plan think, brilliant, I click that button and that's going to help me lose fat. I can't do anything else apart from using the fat burning zone. Now, just so you understand what the fat burning zone is, as I said, fat, body fat is stored energy. And that stored energy can be used and released when doing moderate exercise because to transfer the energy that's in your body fat into usable energy to move your body in the exercise, it needs oxygen. And if you're exercising at a level that you can kind of breathe and intake oxygen at a steady pace consistently over the whole length of the duration of the workout, your body will only use the fat stored energy as energy. So it is in a fat burning zone. We are burning body fat to to provide energy. If you go above the level of your body being able to use oxygen, so you're either doing some really high intensive exercise, like HIIT training, short bursts of very intense exercise. And I say very intense because a lot of people use the word HIIT and I even sometimes do in my classes, and people aren't really doing HIIT, like proper HIIT is extremely high, fast exercise, probably for 20 seconds max, um, and then needing at least that same amount of time rest, if not double, so it might be you do 20 seconds work, and a 40 seconds rest afterwards, that's kind of proper HIIT, so if people are doing HIIT training, or people are doing heavy strength training, where they're moving a big amount of weight or load, for a short period of time, so again, maybe five, six, seven, eight reps, might be two reps, they can't rely on using the energy from their fat cells because their body hasn't got enough oxygen going through it quick enough to do so. So it uses a different energy system that on very simple terms, if you want to Google it, it's called ATP. It's quite complex, but that's the name bit, ATP. Um, that is really good at providing energy for short, hard bursts of energy, um, but not anything long-term. So often people think, well, I won't do that. Instead, I'll use the fat burning zone energy. But there will be a mixture of two. So if you're doing weight training rep wise, let's say six to eight, maybe, and then upwards from that, your body will still be using oxygen as well. It's just when it gets harder, when you run out of oxygen and therefore the energy in the fat cells can't be used, um, you'd kind of switch onto this ATP system. Um, and then as soon as you stop, and as soon as you recover, your body is then going to replenish all those systems, okay? And to replenish the systems, it needs energy to replenish them. And where does it get it from? Your fat cells. So it might not use the fat cell energy for the immediate exercise, but as soon as you finish that exercise, let's say 10 seconds later, it will use that fat stored energy 
to replenish the system of ATP. So one way or another, it's still going to use the fat, body fat stored energy, either during the actual physical motion of the exercise or immediately after um, the exercise. And then when I spoke about earlier, um, this afterburn effect of what happens after you finish your exercise session, and I said up to two days, this is again the replenishment. Now, if you're in the fat burning zone when you're doing, let's say, cardio or endurance-based kind of strength training. So if you go body pump, I'm not sure what I'd say out loud. Um, if you do something like body pump, which is actually just high reps endurance exercise, relatively moderate, um, your body doesn't have much to repair from an energy system point of view afterwards. So you pretty much, once you leave the studio door, that's it. Your calorie burn from your exercise is done. If you do that HIIT training, if you do that strength training, um, you will have a heightened afterburn effect for up to two days, um, depending on how extreme it's been, while your oxygen stores are being replenished and while all the other, other energy stores are being replenished as well. And also with both strength and HIIT training, there's normally quite a lot of physical demand on the muscles. And if you listen to any of my talks before, you'll know this. Um, when you work a muscle through exercise, you, what you're basically doing is breaking down um, the muscle fibres. And to rebuild the muscle fibres, um, there's a process that goes on that needs energy to do so. So that it builds them back kind of thicker and stronger. That rebuilding process needs energy to fuel it, hence the more afterburn effect of exercise. So if you actually are wanting to use exercise to help your fat loss journey, my recommendations when you're looking at exercise choices are strength work and HIT. Now HIT probably is only going to be about 10 minutes maximum. So you could do strength work followed by HIT at the end of the session rather than a whole HIT session by itself. That is not to say that I am against all steady state cardio. I think it's great, but that's where I just go out and walk. So I don't see the point of standing on a cross trainer in a gym thinking you're burning calories um, when you could be using that time in the gym to build the muscle, elevate your heart rate, get all the benefits from the HIIT and the strength workouts. And you could use your time doing cardio, steady state cardio outside when you're walking, which is one of the best things you can do for your health. And just a side note to that is a lot of people say, oh, I'm doing cardio for my cardiovascular health. Now, anything that elevates your heart rate is going to work your cardiovascular health. And actually, those short, sharp, hard, demanding periods of time that you'll get maybe in heavy strength training and hard hit training can actually do a lot more for your cardiovascular health than, again, this moderate state of cardio, which actually might not elevate your heart rate very much it might not actually test it very much and remember your heart is a muscle so the same way we challenge and strengthen our muscles in our body also apply to our heart health as well okay so that's the type of exercise that you want to choose um eating habits as i said it's going to be a personal thing to you some people when they exercise they eat better and when i say eat better i mean eat better in line with their goals. So they might actually eat less calories or they might choose foods that are going to keep them fuller for longer and energize them enough to be able to perform better in their exercise sessions. Um, other people might not. Other people might actually end up over consuming food either before an exercise session or during the exercise session or after the exercise session to either 
given what they class as kind of physical energy, so people are going, oh God, I haven't got any energy for such and such a class, I'm going to eat a chocolate bar half an hour before type of thing. Or they come out of the exercise session and they feel so hungry, they just want to eat everything in sight. Or people can obviously have this connotation where they eat the calories back that they've exercised. And that's something I didn't go into too much detail on. Um, And it's a very negative place to be where people are like, oh, I burned 500 calories. That means I've earned 500 calories. I can now eat 500 calories. And that vicious cycle can also have quite a negative effect on your fat loss goals and your kind of attitude to food as well in the long run. So this is for you more to identify. Do you eat more food when you exercise? Is actually exercising going to give you the calorie deficit you want? if you're going to overconsume, but I say that's a personal thing, some people actually works really well for, keeps their mind focused on the long-term goal, some people brings in all the negative habits. Okay, next thing to consider based on that as well, is a similar thing, very personal to you, is the impact that exercising has on your other movements, so on your other niche, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. When you exercise, is that having a positive impact on your neat? so you feel more energised, you want you feel more capable and fit enough to go for more walks, be more active, play with the kids more, all that stuff? Or do you do an exercise session now and then don't want to move for the rest of the weekend and actually your need to then decreasing? Because overall, your need is going to get you a lot more calorie burn over time than your eat is. So try and keep your non-exercise activity as high as possible without your exercise causing too much detriment. So not only do you need to monitor how much energy you feel you have to do your non-exercise activity, but also the time exercise is taking you away from your non-exercise activities, okay? So if you start exercising lows and then don't do anything else outside of exercising, is it actually having a positive impact for your calorie deficit or not? Uh, That links on to how often you are exercising. So if you're looking to use exercise as a way of helping on your fat loss goal and then also to maintain probably your lower fat loss um, goal, um, is choosing how often you exercise. So taking into account a lot of the other um, things I just spoke about, there is probably a balance in there somewhere, I would say roughly maybe two to four times a week. So exercise two to four times a week for 35, 40 hour kind of long period of time. Um, and try to sometimes put the exercise session at a time of day that you wouldn't normally be doing something else active. So you're not replacing it, you're adding it in in addition. Um, and then just monitor it in regards to how it affects the rest of your life. And that leads me to my very, very final point that although exercise can be really good for fat loss, um, the thing that really is going to make your biggest impact is the amount of food you are taking on into your body rather than the amount of calories you're expelling so if you have limited time if you live in a very busy life lots of family to look after and you are limited on time which i know happens i would much prefer you to use some of those time slots not exercising and instead focusing on prepping your meals planning your meals maybe some mindfulness some stuff that's actually going to relieve some stress um all of that kind of stuff. So you can have time to focus on going to do the grocery shop. Don't know why I call it grocery shop, food shop. And actually having fresh ingredients in your house 
and using that time to cook those fresh ingredients rather than stopping off on the way home from the exercise class at the fish and chip shop because you're so hungry and you forgot what to eat. So use your time effectively and efficiently is my really one number one take home goal. And that links right the way back to the start when I often get inquiries from people that are looking to lose fat and they desperately, desperately want me to do some one-to-one personal training with them. And I often push back and say, that's actually not the number one thing I can do for you. Um, What I prefer to do for people now in that situation is instead of face-to-face personal training where I'm kind of teaching them through an exercise program, I'd much better spend that time coaching with them online and I can help with them understanding the bigger picture, all of their food choices, the nutrition choices, their habits, their hobbies, all the exercise, all the non-exercise activity, all that stuff as a big whole picture, not just looking at them burning some calories in their workout. So that's it, all done. Hopefully you have finished listening to this and feel more educated and have a more balanced view over the role of exercise in fat loss. Um, Hopefully it's not going to deter you from exercising because exercising has so many benefits in regards to your cardiovascular health, your muscle health, your bone health, your mental well-being. I could go on forever and ever and ever. It is an amazing thing to do. Just don't have it as your number one thing to do if you're looking at exercise, um, if you're looking at fat loss. So if you'd like any help, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, if you're local to me in East Devon, you might well know that I run a studio full of classes um, to help people exercising and progressively improving and building big, strong muscles and getting really fit and healthy. Um, and if you're not local, you can still have some of my services because I do a lot of online coaching for people um to support the kind of bigger picture in regards to their lifestyle changes uh so thanks ever so much and i will hopefully hear from you soon take care